In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. I'm finally here with my co-host, Jack. Jack, how are you, mate? I'm good. It's been a busy old week. You've had some good guests on, uh, but it's, it's nice to be back chatting with everyone. And uh, it's nearly the bye week, but uh, we've got to take another spanking just for good measure before we do it. Hang on, hang on a minute, mate. We're going to win this game, I've got a feeling. No, mate, you're going. You've never seen the Browns win. And I, I don't think it was ever on Hugh Jackson. I think it was always on you. Well, that's how, um, how rumours start. Um, but we have a guest today. Yes. Thomas, Falcons fan from the UK. Thomas, how are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate that. Um, I didn't realise that you were the jinx, so that's kind of put me at ease a little bit for the weekend. But yeah, other than that, can't complain. That's not very good, is it? You know, I think I could be the changing catalyst to the Brown season. This is where it turns around. You're going to make the run. This is this is the game. You're going to you're going to put it all together. Yeah, if we win, I'm going to have to keep going out for all the rest of the games. How did yeah. the Chargers game go, Paul? It was the Browns' worst defeat of the season. It's where it all started going wrong. We've been in every game since then, and then uh, it all fell apart. All right, Jack, here's a question for you. Do you think it's Hugh Jackson or me? I think it's a 50-50 effort. All right, well, look, Jack. You you always said this was a 50-50 pro-Hugh Jackson show. You were the 50% and he's the 50%. Well, actually, you said 51%. So 51% of it's on Hugh, 49% of it's on you, mate. (laughs) All right, excellent. Well, look, Jack, you're hosting the show, so I'll let you crack on. No worries. All the best, Paul. So, uh... Where are we at? Why are you a Falcons fan? Obviously in the UK. It's not, it's not a particularly uh, interesting story. I do apologise. Um, back in the day, like 2001, something like that. My, my dad's got a mate who lives out in Atlanta. Got a jumper for Christmas. Um, when I got round to actually trying to get into the sport in 2009, because um, yeah, I wanted someone to set me apart. I only knew one team. So that... It, kind of by default I suppose um I don't think I made a particularly bad choice but I suppose I could have gone could have been a bit better kind of stuck with it at this point so I can't really change it's a nice team to accidentally fall into to be fair you could have accidentally fallen into like being a Browns fan and then hey you're full of misery well, I was. I mean, my, my hopes were kind of sort of built up because back when I started, it was like Matt Ryan's second year. I came into like sixth form uh, the day after the first game that I watched. Uh, my, my mate who actually watches the sport kind of said, yeah, that Matt Ryan's going to be class one day. And it's like, he is pretty good. I do like Matt Ryan a lot. Could have been a bit better. But you know what? I'm happy with the decision. I like red. So, well, I suppose. We don't like red on this podcast. We're both Chelsea fans. Oh. Do you support any UK football teams? Yeah, naturally. I'm, I'm from Oxford. Um, so, obviously, I support Manchester United. Um, that's just how it works. No, it, it's usually, it, 
Like 50% of Man United fans live in Surrey, so uh, makes sense. Yeah. Um, I am a season ticket holder, in fairness, so I can kind of, I've got that going for me. But yeah, I mean, yeah, fair enough. I well, guess, I'm a you get season there. ticket holder, and uh, we've been having the better of that, so. Uh, yeah. Oh, you're doing all right, in fairness. Although we ran you close a couple of weeks ago. Yep. Somehow. I don't know where that came from. Because Daniel Jeremiah was over. He put a jinx on us. Is that what it was? Yep. We've had a word with him. We got him on. He's apologised. We're all good. <laughs> I've, I've actually been to, over to Oxford to watch a bit of football. It wasn't oh, yeah. United. It was Oxford City in the Conference South. Yeah. Um, I play uh, Sunday, uh, six sides on a Monday. Um, and they use the same pitch that Oxford City play on. So I suppose, you know, say, yeah. It's, they're not. <laughs> That's all right. So, Paul's favourite question. Um, yeah. He's gone walkies. He'll be back at some point. What yeah. body part would you give up for the Falcons to win the Super Bowl? Yeah, so I've been thinking about this question a lot uh, since you sort of made me aware that this was going to be a thing. And I've got one question to kind of... Back. Am I going to be under as the procedure happens? Like, or am I going to be going through the full the pain of having a body part removed. Well, it's Paul doing the surgery if your team oh. wins. So... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> your life's here's me, thinking that I'm gonna, here's me thinking I'm going to be getting a, uh, some sort of <laughs> NHS-type situation. I'm going to be sort of given the full anaesthetic. Um, they're going to put me to sleep. And the next, next thing I know, I don't know... <laughs> So I don't deal with pain very well. Uh, I, I don't deal with pain very well. I, I, I hit my hand on a paper, paper towel dispenser at work, uh, and I was complaining about that for the last week. Um, <laughs> well, it, well, let's take the hand then, because then you won't be able to knock it on a paper dispenser. You've got a good point. Problem solved. You've got a good point. And I don't, I'm, I'm not a goalkeeper either, so I could probably give you my left hand. Left hand. We'll take the left hand. If um, we pull this together this season... And I end up losing a left hand. I'm going to feel like a right idiot. But all right, you can. It, it's, it's worthless anyway. All right, you can have it. It's yours. Yes, it's not like it's a right hand. And I'll put the ring on the right hand. So there we go. Job done. Um, so Falcons season so far, it, it's going in the right direction. How's it been for you? Yeah. Uh, it's been emotional. Um, very, very taxing emotionally. Um, we were kind of at the very start of the season, kind of cautiously optimistic. At the end of last season, I was quite a big Steve Sarkeesian out type. Um, I, I kind of pinned the the downfall of last season almost entirely on him. Um, and to his credit, he's kind of pulled it around this season. So again, I'm looking like an idiot. Um, but defensively, we were supposed to. This was supposed to be the year that it became what the, the the equivalent of what Seattle had a few years ago when Dan Quinn was the uh, defensive coordinator there. It was supposed to be the, the legion of boom of the South, essentially. And then Keanu Neal got injured. And then Deion Jones got injured. And uh, Ricardo Allen got injured. And we've had Tack McKinley miss time and Grady Jarrett miss time. And now our two starting guys. It's just been a, a horrible mess of injuries but they've kind of pulled themselves together. The games that we've lost, we've been close in, apart from Pittsburgh. It's, it's Pittsburgh. Um, and I, I, I put out the other day, we were maybe, we're maybe one or two plays in our 
direction away from being in the same sort of position the Saints are in at the moment. So I'm kind of cautiously optimistic for the next eight weeks. Um, obviously, it remains to be seen whether or not that optimism is well placed or not. But you know, I I have reason to believe that we have we are in a good position going forward. Especially now we just signed Bruce Irvin. That's pretty cool. I'm happy with that. Yeah, it's, at the end of the day, you, you've got a top five offense in the NFL. It's mm. not a bad position to be. Offense always trumps defense. So while you've got that. You're always in the hunt. Um, I was listening to PFF forecast today. They give you a 2.5% chance of winning the Super Bowl. So uh, cool. you're still in with a race. And they yeah, t- so you're, giving, you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah. They tipped you as the wild card to put your money on. So uh, All right. they went, the value is there that you, you can put the bet on and come away nicely. So uh, don't rule it out. It's, it's one to watch, guys. Um, <laughs> if you fancy a bet, stick a quid on it and you never know what's going to happen. And we'll, we'll let you down. We'll always let you down. Just don't do it. Save your money. <laughs> so, Browns offense versus Falcons defense. The Browns offense has started to look good. Um, uh. Kitchens has done some positive stuff. Duke Johnson is now actually allowed to touch the ball, which um, has been a welcome change, considering he's probably our best player of last season on offense. And uh. um, What's that matchup going to be like for you? What's them weaknesses in the defense? What what don't you like um, from your defense? Uh, the, the the big thing has up until the last couple of weeks, I would have said any running back who can catch the ball is going to have some fun. But then we played Saquon Barkley and I mean, kind of Adrian Peterson, and we did pretty well against the run and sort of those sort of pass catching back. So the other thing is going to be sort of reliable receivers I know, I know Jarvis Landry had a, had a bit of a quiet day from what I would gather last week but he's I think he's probably going to go up against Desmond Trufant he's going to win as many as he loses um, to be honest Duke Johnson is going to be the Nick Chubb is going to be the one uh, there's still some question marks over whether or not that linebacking group is big enough and strong enough minus Deion Jones to sort of handle that kind of that kind of running back. Uh, I know that Nick Chubb had, he had that one game where he had like three touches and 120 yards or something stupid. That kind of worries me a little bit, but they're kind of coming together. Um, I know that you guys have got some, uh, some injuries you're dealing with offensively. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, basically the defense is gone. Um, the defense is Garrett's going to play cornerback. Um, it's, it's literally at that stage where, it, we're just going to find 11 blokes in the team and just go, yeah, you can go play defense. Well, the, the, the key thing for your offense is going to be if you can give Baker enough time to sort of get the open man. Um, the, the problem we've got, we're, uh, some random statistic I saw today is that we're last in the league for most yards per completion. It's like 7.5 yards per completion, which is like quite a hefty amount. Um, so I mean, I mean that's what that's what that's Jarvis Landry's average uh, completion sort of yardage. So if you get him open, he's he's going to cause some damage. I'll, I'll be honest and say this might be the game that uh, Njoku has something of a, a breakout. I know that he's he, there, there's, there's quite a lot of um, hype surrounding him last season in particular, and he's not overly lived up to it uh, as far as I'm aware. But he's I mean he's had his games, but not like. This might be the one where he kind of goes off. They just don't give him the ball enough. It's frustrating. Yeah. I've got five players um, 
playing in the, this game in fantasy. I've got Duke Johnson, Nick Chubb and Tevin Coleman. Yeah. I think they're all going to have a day. Um, yeah. And I've got Julio Jones and I've got Njoku. Um, yeah. I think it's, it's going to be an offensive masterclass. The big question we've got, can we keep up with you guys? Because um, you're going to put up points, but can we put up points? Um, I think it's going to be important. We didn't have, um, what was it, five for 11 at one point. It wasn't the final stats, but converting on third down. Um, yeah. We were going for it at times and we were making it count. So um, I don't think we had a proper th- uh, three and out all game. We either went through it on fourth or we uh, kicked one and other stuff. So it's if we can keep that ball going, be aggressive. Every time yeah. we got a chance to go for two, we went for two. I hope they continue that. There is no point allowing kickers to kick extra points unless it ties a game or gives you one point for the lead. Just don't allow them. Uh, no, no, they're not a fair Cleveland kicker. They, they just don't score. Like, oh, is there an anyone kicker? I don't care who they are. Go for two. <laughs> Pass that ball in, score twice yeah. as many points. Um, well, it's not quite twice as many. It's 55% conversion <laughs> to 90. It's, it was 95 going into the season, but it's falling. Um, percentage of kicks. So the numbers are in your favour. Just just throw it, throw it. But um, no, don't worry about Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry doesn't do anything. Um, I'm not. All right. <laughs> So who's the um who's who's the receiver then? Because I, I watched like most people, I watched Hard Knocks, so I know Callaway, right? Is he is he the guy, or is he just kind of a guy? He 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 didn't play a single down last year because of uh, off field issues. Nice. He, he's he's got a lot of speed, so you might see him beat you over the top, and Baker might unleash one to him. He'll then drop it anyway, so it probably won't matter. Um, Higgins is the one to keep an eye out for he was his favourite receiver in camp Um, been out for the last I think it was four weeks he missed Um, but he came back last week he was on a pitch count so only played a little bit but if he gets involved more you're going to see some positive signs from him Um, but no I I think it's a team that there's lots of different weapons I want to see Seth DeValve out there more at tight end Um, and Joku can get out there and make catches it's that middle of the field. Baker loves throwing in the middle of the field. So if you don't have the players crowding them out and we can stretch you out a little bit, then uh, watch for him to uh, cause carnage. But if we flip over to you guys, luckily you, you, you've got no good wide receivers. You've got no good <laughs> What have you guys got? Oh, and I've also got Austin Hooper. Austin Hooper's playing in the league because every tight end smashes the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. I could go play tight end against Cleveland Browns and I'll rack up 10 fantasy points. This um, it, this offense is quite something at the moment. I, I was what was it Washington last weekend? Um, I don't know what happened. It was the closest that we've got. The, the problem you're going to have with any Matt Ryan Falcons team sort of moving forward is that they're always going to be compared to that Shanahan offense a couple of years ago, um, and that's probably the closest they've looked since. Everything came off. I mean, there was a, a miscommunication as he tried to throw it to Calvin Ridley on on the wrong sort of route. Um, it's 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 so good to watch. Uh, I I do feel kind of bad for anyone that's suffering the injuries that you guys have got. I did have a look at sort of defensively. I know that Ward is sort of coming off of a, a knock of some kind. Am I right yeah. in saying that? We're filming this slightly earlier in the week, and at the moment, it did not practice and possibly, probably ruled out for the game. Um, okay. 
with a back problem. Um, and in all honesty, we're going into a buy that we're not in a position where you risk him and play him at 50%. So, yeah. so I, I know that you've put Gaines on IR, you've put Kirksey on IR. Jamie Collins was getting a bit of stick in the comments that I saw of one article. Um, what is it? Miles Garrett is going to have to do some work. Uh, the problem, I mean, I'm right in center, he plays sort of right side of the defensive line, Garrett. No, he comes in, well, yeah, he's on the right side of the defensive line, so he's coming in at your left tackle. Um, and then on the other side, you've got Ogba or Avery. Ogba sometimes tucks inside, and it's more of a NASCAR package. So if you can drive a um, running back straight up the middle, you're probably up against Ogba, which might give you some space. Larry Ogunjobi is going to cause chaos, always does. But, yeah, it's, uh, we're missing players. Our top three corners for the season are all out, probably. Um, because Mitchell's also gone on IR. So, uh, mm. yeah, just throw the ball up and probably yeah. no one from our team's going to be near it. I mean, I mean, last week was probably the outlier. Our, our running game, obviously we haven't got Devontae Freeman. He's, he's gone under surgery and probably won't be back. They reckon end of the season, but if we don't make the playoffs, then not yeah. till next season. Um, Tevin Coleman's always been a guy that people thought could probably be a number one back, like the guy, and he's not had the success that people thought he might aside from last week. But the combination that him and Ito Smith is a guy that's come out of nowhere and is putting up some nice touchdown numbers. And he's kind of, he's, come he's out getting of the touch. Come out of nowhere. I was banging the drum for Ito Smith start of the year. <laughs> he's a quality player. Running backs deserve to be taken in the fourth round, and he is a phenomenal pick. So I know the Ito Smith fan club was well and alive. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's he, okay. He's repaying your faith in that case, um, but it's all going to be down to that passing game. If, and uh, Julio Jones is almost uncoverable at the best of times, but if it's going to be what you're saying, like, like maybe a, a third string undrafted type cornerback situation, it might not even be fair. Um, Calvin Ridley is so much better than I thought Calvin Ridley was. And obviously, Mohamed Sanouk is he's, he's pretty reliable hands-wise. You mentioned Austin Hooper. He's an underrated catch and tight end. Um, he, does, he, he, does, he does the catching thing well. And if they can get Tevin Coleman against sort of Jamie Collins or whoever you've got at linebacker, then he can cause it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a high-scoring game. Yes, yeah. as you say, it's whether or not you can keep up, uh, and I, I don't feel, I don't think that's fair on the way that you were playing defensively at the start of the season to say, but I, I know how badly injuries can hurt a team. Um, oh yeah, we, so. we we kept the Saints relatively quiet. Um, yeah, the defense was to outperforming that expectation. Was, yeah. If if this game had take, it was taking place a couple of weeks ago. I think you might have come away with a win. Unfortunately, it's not. Uh, and I, I, I hate to say this on your podcast, come into your own home uh, and cause carnage or whatever, but I don't know if you're going to be able to keep up. Matt Ryan's playing at a level that I've not seen Matt Ryan play at. Probably, well, he's certainly comparable to the year he was MVP. Uh, and that is a scary thought, uh, considering he's not even in the conversation at the moment. Yeah, but the crazy thing is, even Eli Manning's set to put up record um, yard numbers if he can increase his numbers slightly. It's, the league's changing, so the numbers aren't a good metric, but he is playing at a great level, probably top five, top six quarterback discussion um, this season. So, no, 
he's doing great. Um, it's about being honest on this podcast. Paul loves singing <laughs> the Browns and saying everything's going to be great. I'm just uh, in truth bombs. I don't, I don't care. Uh, we're going to lose, but it don't matter because we're here to have fun. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I, I mean, I, I was taken a little bit aback by the whole coaching thing that happened a couple of weeks ago. Obviously, Hugh Jack- everyone knows about Hugh Jackson and what he... I mean, you, you can't realistically lead a team to 3-35 and 35 and then expect to be the guy to turn around 3-35. and 35. So I wasn't expecting it to, to end, what, six weeks into the season. That, that, that took me completely off guard. It just kind of, although offensively it kind of worked out in the short term, um, what's that going to do moving forward? I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying at this point. It's, it's one of them that I don't, I don't care that we lost all the games in the first two years. It was about player development and Hugh wasn't huh. developing players and he wasn't building a coaching staff that could develop players because if we'd have started this season and some of them wins go the other way, then we're talking a different story. But that's based on luck and the fact that the talent is so much better. I would argue start the season we had a top 16 team in the NFL because the talent is there. The trouble is it's been mismanaged by Hugh. The players aren't motivated enough. They're not being done the right way. And hey, he's gone. Let's party. Um, it's, all, it's all good news. So uh, I'm, I'm, I am excited to see what... Baker Mayfield does not just in the, for the for the rest of the season, but like for the rest of his career because I think he can be. I mean, he's he's the guy that I've got in my Madden Ultimate team, so he's yeah. Uh, <laughs> Baker train, um, I think, another I, one's on the Baker yeah. train. I, no, I, th- I think he can do great things um, in the right situation. I'm excited to see what comes next for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I just don't think or hope that what comes next is this Sunday. Right, score prediction time. Paul has mixed it up this week. I think it's all but one week so far. He's gone 21-20 to the Browns. He's had a think and he's decided to go 22-21 to the Browns as just a uh, moment of madness. Um, I think if we had no players out there, it would still be pumping it for the win. But uh, what are you predicting, Thomas? What's the number? I'm going... I'll go 35-21 to the Falcons. Uh, and I think that your, uh, the bulk of your points are going to come in the second half. I think it's going to be like a garbage time type situation. I, I, I'm sorry to say. Um, I just think it's going, to, it's going to be a fast start and it just keeps getting like, faster. Uh, and by half time, it's just going to be, well, let's just chuck it up and hope for the best. Well, you might say sorry to that. I'm, I'm going to go even further. I'm going to say it's going to be 40-27 to the Falcons. And uh, yeah. that, that doesn't bother me. As long as the <laughs> offense is clicking, huh. I, I'm going to come out of this game really happy and really upbeat. I want to see us continue doing what we did last week. There was lots of positives to see. We were more aggressive at times. We're going to get beaten. Defense, it doesn't matter. Uh, we're not going to go into next season missing our three top corners. Uh, we do need to build depth. That The Browns is something that we're all well aware of. The depth on this roster is not quite there. It's getting better, but any team that loses their top three corners, potentially their top three safety, uh, Randall, hopefully is going to be back, but it's not confirmed yet. Um, yeah, it's going to suck. So, uh, hey, these things happen, but let's see what that yeah. offense does around Baker. Obviously, going into the bye week, anything's possible. The other side, and as I've said, since the preseason all the way through, we will win more games after the bye in those six games than we do in the previous 10. So uh, 
it's all good, guys. We're still going to come away with five wins, but we're going to win half of them after the bye. So, Falcon season. Yeah. What What is the final record? What do you reckon? It all hinges on what happens on. We We got the Saints on Thanksgiving. It's the Thursday night Thanksgiving game. Uh, if we go into that at six and four, um, sort of beat yourselves and beat, I think it's the Ravens next week. Um, six and four, we've got a real chance to go 10 and six. And I would take that. I would bite your hand off for 10 and six. Um, if we lose at any point between now and that, if we lose this week or we lose next week, it could be sort of an, we could be staring at sort of an eight and eight, seven and nine type situation. But all credit to sort of Dan Quinn and Steve Sarkeesian and all those coaching guys that they've been very positive about the, the when everyone was trying to force their hand and sign Eric Reed and sign whoever trade for Earl Thomas, they stuck with who they've got and it's kind of clicking into a situation where the defense might not be great. It, it might be mediocre though, and if this if it's fine uh, and the offense goes the way that we hope it's going to go, we'll win more than we lose. I've always said if you if you score thirty games or thirty points a game, you're gonna win more than you lose. Uh and unfortunately we lost two when we did. Um so we're due to make those back at some point. I'm gonna say nine and seven. I'm gonna say that's probably not enough for a, a playoff, but then again, I always try and keep everything as a in, in some sort of perspective. Try and keep my expectations just low enough that they can outdo it. No, that's that's a good way to be, unlike Paul that guaranteed basically 16 and 0 for the start of the season, um, and probably not going to go in his favour. Not this time, Total Browns wins. (laughs) We obviously had the draw. What do you reckon the number's going to be? What are you on at the moment, two? We're on two, five, and one. Okay. Yeah, I like I like your I like I like your prediction of five wins. I think it's two, six, and one. I think I've already got over that win from last week and uh, it's gone. Um, what is it, week 10? Yeah, two, six, and one. So, yeah, five wins, I think. Yeah. So, you end. I reckon, I reckon you can get to five. After the last three or four years, I think five wins would be seen as a major, major improvement for Cleveland. Um, certainly, the, the talent is there to go on and do much better things than a five win season. Um, they got a lot of young players. All those draft picks that sort of Sashi put together, they can, they, they come they come up. Um, they will come up. Trumps. Like, I I promise you, you will win more than you lose one day. I mean, probably. <laughs> Sashi fan here. We're all good. The future's bright because yeah, it's yeah. been built. Um, the next two years, we've literally got no one, no one that important coming up in free agency. Um, huh. There's a couple of players to sign, but they're easy re-signs. Um, and that puts you in a phenomenal position because we can just add for two more years. And then the year after that, that's going to be challenging when you've got that sort of Miles Garrett draft class you're trying to re-sign. Yeah. So I know, up until then, yeah, just throw money around like it's, it's going out of business. Uh, keep drafting good players, um, re-sign these players, and just keep that focus. We only need to add a couple of free agent additions and we're laughing. So what we're looking at then is 2020... Was that? I think that's being held in Los Angeles. Uh, the Browns are going to the Super Bowl on the back of every single one of their players being on their rookie contract. It's, 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 how, it's how you do it. Um, if you've got a rookie QB, <laughs> then you've got a very, very good shot of winning a Super Bowl. I've said Baker will win at least one Super Bowl in his first five years. After that, 
I don't think you'll win a super, another Super Bowl. Um, but you just have to look at um, you just have to look at the Rams. Like they they know that they've got to, they're going to end up having to pay Goff in like three years or whatever. But until that point, just build the best team that you can. Spend all your money in every other position, and just like hope that he, he delivers something, and it might well come to fruition this year. It might come to fruition next year. But if the Browns do something similar, I wouldn't be surprised to see a very successful Cleveland Browns team in my lifetime. I never thought I'd say that. Yep. Hey, the magic's coming. Um, Sashi, the house Sashi built, the house Hugh tried to destroy, the uh, house Dorsey finished, and then Baker's bringing home the bacon. So, uh, I've been, who, who's, who's the guy next season then in the, uh, under the um, headset, if you will? Who's, who's going to be the, uh, the head coach? Who would you want to be the head coach? Um, sort of John D. Filippo. I'd love to see Lincoln Riley. I know it's a massive gamble. Yeah. But um, I'm well up for taking a gamble and bringing him in. Um, I, I just want someone bold. They've got to be an offensive coordinator. They've yeah. got to be forward thinking. I don't want someone coming in trying to put in an Eins Park in or a uh, four vert system. I want as near to the air raid system as possible and just go out there and just go for it. If it's a defensive coordinator as head coach, I will be spitting feathers because if they come in and have a good year with Baker, they're off to be a head coach somewhere else next year. And that is not what we want. So, uh, who knows? We'll see what happens. Not Mike McCarthy or John Harble. (laughs) Well, I mean, obviously the the, the fashionable guys at the moment are anyone who's worked with Andy Reid. I think you take that at the moment. Get that that Chiefs offence in Cleveland and you're you're laughing. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if we take their offensive coordinator. Dorsey obviously knows him. So, uh, yeah, get, get on the phone, Dorsey. Make a few calls. We'll see what happens. But uh, Jimmy Haslam loves brooding <laughs> coaching searches. So, uh, hey, let, let's take nothing for granted. Plug yourself. What's your Twitter account? Where can people find you? All right. Uh, Twitter is W-I-L-L-O-290-592. Uh, it's Willow and then my birthday. Um, I write for theinsidezone.com. Um, nonsense i come out with so give that a read if you want to read very little analysis um but they've also got some pretty good writers there so credit to them um that's all i've got you can't have my address or my <laughs> or whatever well what about if you win the super bowl and paul needs to come cut off that left hand <laughs> <laughs> he's, got, he's got my facebook oh you know I'll, i may respond to a message one day <laughs> thank you so much for coming on Um, Paul's obviously going to be out this weekend um, watching the game in Cleveland so if you see him say hello um, or just tweet at him it's at paulbrown underscore UK follow me or tweet at me at jackduffin j-a-c-k-d-u-f-i-n make sure you go and rate and review the show Uh, we're giving away a free uh, NFL jersey doesn't have to be a Browns fan even if you listen to the show and just love what we're doing Uh, rate and review and then Paul once we get to I think it's 50 or 100 reviews pull a name out the hat live on air and you get a jersey sent to you so uh, thank you very much for coming on Tom have a great weekend Paul and just thank you guys for listening this is show 99 so next time we hear hear from you this is going to be show 100 Paul are you there just to give us the line of changes coming hi guys I'm back 
Change is coming.